0: Atonement for Me, Episode 5, Growing Up Without Representation. Hey Magical Misfits, it's Kate and Ivy, and welcome to Atonement for Me. So, today we are going to be talking a little bit more about how I grew up, and how I grew up without representation. And what I mean by that is seeing other people who were like me in the media, in the culture that I was surrounded by. It's one of those things that you don't really think about and don't realize how much of an impact that's had on you until you've realized that there is, it is possible to see those things. I was adopted at 10 days old, so I was a baby when I was brought into a white family. My family is British Canadian and I am a little baby Filipina. So what I knew about adoption I've always known because I don't look like the rest of my family. It's hard to miss as a child, but it's also very difficult to explain to a child. And a child doesn't always know that that is something that is missing from them. They just know that something is not quite right. And there's something a little bit off about them, but it's not something that they can easily place. I remember seeing my first Asian in my whole life. And that is an experience that not everybody is going to be able to share with me, even if you were born into a predominantly Eurocentric community and you happen to be a minority, chances are you had the rest of your family to be like, this is where I belong, this is what I fit in with. Me, I'm quite obviously not blonde hair, blue eyed and freckles. Although I did get freckles later in life and it was a huge point for me and I was so excited because that was my tie with my family. But I was maybe four or five when I was in a store and I saw another Asian. And I remember grabbing onto my mom's leg and I just stared. I'd never seen another Asian in real life. And she happened to be Vietnamese and didn't look anything like me. But I knew from people telling me that I was Asian and she was Asian. And that was the closest to representation I had growing, growing up that far. I didn't see it on TV. I didn't see it in books or magazines or movies. I didn't see it in cartoons, I didn't see it in dolls, I didn't see it in pictures. It was something that just excluded me. And I felt like such an outsider because all around me, there was, there was nothing like me. The closest that I could equate to myself was Pocahontas and Jasmine. Because when Mulan came out, she was Chinese and she had white skin and that wasn't something that I could relate to. That was something that my family had. That wasn't something that I had. And then you grow up even further and you get to high school and everybody is talking about their favorite celebrities who they want to be when they grow up, who they idolize, who they want to look like. And it was very difficult for me because I didn't have anybody who looked like me to model myself after. So the people that I modeled myself after were white people. And in doing that, I was trying really hard to fit into trends and looks that were completely Eurocentric. And I just thought that that was just the way it was. And everybody always told me, well, that's just the way the world is. So I felt that I didn't have a place in the world because the world had been built to exclude me. Where did I fit in on this stage? Where were the people in Hollywood who looked like me? Where were the celebrities that were like me? the most that I could have was when a cartoon character had black hair and I could be like, oh, that's me, that everybody that that I get to play that character because I was I had black hair. And then leaving my hometown, which was very Eurocentric and going into Toronto, in the GTA, where I'm surrounded by so many other cultures and ethnicities. And it was such a learning experience for me. All these things I had never been exposed to. There were friends who were showing me anime there were friends who were showing me K-pop. There were friends who were, inter- who were introducing me to Bollywood and Bollywood stars. And this was something that was so foreign to me. Because in my head, I was a little British girl. That's what I had been raised. I'd been raised with British literature, with British film and TV, and they're all very pale. And none of their features were like mine, and none of their experiences were like mine. And so I suddenly found myself in a place where everybody had their little pocket that... This was Chinatown, this was Little Italy, this was Little Portugal. But within those communities, they look at me, they hear the way I speak, and I'm not one of them. I'm still the outsider. I'm too dark, To fit in with the white people. I'm too light to fit in with the black people. I'm too whitewashed to be considered Asian. I'm too Asian to be considered Pacific Islander. The point where I learned or understood that I had no cultural frame of reference for me was when I was an adult and I noticed that when I picked up a book, and if it didn't have a very detailed character description on how the main character, their physical features were, I automatically always assumed that they were white, because that's what I'm, I'm surrounded by. And then I thought about that and thought about how strange is that? Because most people, we project our image into the, the vague voids. If there isn't something that specifically says this, this, and this, we fill those blanks in with ourselves. It's what we know. And what I was filling into the void in that book wasn't me. I'm... I didn't feel like I was important enough because I had been that outsider from growing up that why would anybody write a book about... uh, Filipino-Canadian. Obviously, that is a possibility. But in my head, I couldn't see that. Nobody had shown that to me. I'd written a letter to Teen Vogue when I was 15, their first published issue. And I asked them to please have more Asian models in it. I'd never flipped through a magazine and seen people like me. That seemed like a really good place to start. And they published it and did nothing. It was probably 10 years before I actually saw a change in the representation. And by then, I'd realized through myself in reading that book and projecting a white character that it's because of the way I see the world and the lens that my vision had been forced through so a lot of people recently especially people of color have seen Black Panther or Luke Cage and do not understand why this is so important to people of color take luke cage for example yes it is a there is superpowers involved that make it a little bit more engaging but every single character is what would be considered a minority group and they're speaking normal English like me. They're walking down the streets of a North American city like I do. They're going to coffee shops. They're having relationships. They're having all of their daily lives interacting with people who look like them. And the supporting characters are the are the white people. That's not something we have gotten used to seeing. This is a novelty for us, whether we live in a community that has more representation with people of color, or if you have a community that is more Eurocentric. But for me, it was seeing a minority living a normal life and not just being the silent sidekick or the kind of laughed at best friend, the caricature of a minority that you had to have to have a visually diverse cast or even just a poster. And that blew my mind. That changed my idea of beauty in my head, because now I knew there were other people out there like me. And growing up, pre-internet, in a Eurocentric community, that's not something I even thought was a possibility unless I moved to the Philippines. And then I would still be an outsider because I wouldn't know any of the language. I wouldn't know any of the culture. My culture would be British, but I go to Britain and I'd be an outsider just because of the color of my skin. And there are so many people in our our. North American cultures that are just like me they they're immigrants or they're transplanted into a community they're adopted in they're they're biracial they're multiracial and those people are as relevant to our societies to our media as anybody else when we have only Eurocentric focuses in looks in the media, that makes people who don't see themselves in that feel like we don't count, like we don't matter, because if we mattered, we'd be shown. As a teenager growing up, I saw in the Harry Potter books, because they were the biggest things when I was that age. Finally, they had characters. Oh my gosh, they had characters who were Asian. And then you read about those characters and they were the flattest characters just thrown in for ethnic quota. That doesn't give me representation or a true representation because that would have been something that I could relate to colored people, who have British accents, who are in this more modern British world. That's me. I understood that. But they were the the sidekicks, the caricatures, the, the stereotypes. And when that's all you see, that's all you believe. So yes, I make a lot of Asian jokes about myself around other people. That is my defense mechanism. That is my shield. That is me addressing the elephant in the room before somebody else points it out to me. Because I'm fully aware. People say, oh, you're Asian, as if I've just discovered that this morning. I'm aware. I see it all the time when I look in the mirror. But that's the only time I see it. So when people say, I really don't understand why it's such a big deal. It's just the way things are. That's the way things were. You go to any Canadian city and you will see so many more cultures that deserve to be recognized in a way that is relatable and not making people of mixed heritage be the other, the ethnic, the exotic, because we live here too. We make our homes, We make our lives here too. And by removing representation from us, you're creating more generations of lost people who don't feel equal in society. They feel lesser because what's to tell them that they matter? They're not being represented in jobs, in culture, in media. So who's to tell them that there are people like them, who are strong or beautiful or powerful or inspiring and that we don't have to look like Barbie because there's so many variations of genetics for human beings that don't involve blonde hair and blue eyes. And that's something that I wish that I had growing up. And that's something that I hope to see change in the future because I can see it. I see more representation. I can go to Toys R Us and I can see a Barbie wall and there will be different skin tones. And that's something that I didn't have growing up. And that still amazes me to see this is Novelty for some of us. So if it makes you feel uncomfortable to see fans kind of shift away from your normal, what you're used to, you're giving that space to people who've never seen it. Before and that's the T.